It's your three favorite cows driving on the East Coast, figuring it out and always doing the most. We've got our ups and downs at the end of the day. Don't forget, diet starts Monday. Hey everyone, welcome back to another exciting episode of Diet Starts Monday. It is our fifth episode. Um, I'm Aj. I'm Brandon. And I'm Maya. That was my Brandon That was so good. That was so good. Everyone's going to be like, wow, that's amazing. (laughs) But yeah, uh, we're just here to chit-chat about, you know, life and all of the nonsense that comes with it and particularly the nonsense that comes with being in our twenties. So welcome. Uh, but yeah, I guess is there, what's, what's the hab? So what's going on in your lives? What's do you know what I just thought about? What are we going to do when we're not 20 anymore? And then this show has no purpose. Die. Um, <laughs> then we just say it's, it's a show about, you know, life and the struggles that come with being your in your thirties and then your forties. <laughs> Stop. I mean, if we're 40 and still podcasting, we need to collectively make like a pact that involves us jumping off of something. But oh my I will say this. I will say this as uh, a representative of Pisces. I will officially be midway through the twins next week which is pretty wild oh my god the big two five i can rent a car or something yeah but anyway i'll be old but that's not yet that's next week um what else oh i know my first decree as member of this podcasting team is that fergie I don't think one is supposed to be turned on by the national anthem. And I think all of America was a little. (laughs) And (laughs) she really came out there and she was like, I'm gonna jazz that up. And I just, as a sinker, I just don't fucking understand. Like time and time again, we see these ridiculous renditions of the national anthem. And every time it's like, nobody's learns. I mean, it's just uh, sometimes I'm just like, do you not have like any friends, like any honest friends or like a praying grandma? Because you you took something that was like not that great to begin with and you just made it worse. And I'm not sure how that was possible, but she did it. Well, that also, but I feel like that was like her form of protest. Like, I don't want to give her props if she doesn't deserve them. But if that was her going out there and being like, huh more props to her but it was sad because she said she like she's like i really did my best and that really broke my heart because she was actually like trying i think oh no sis and the thing is it's like fergie doesn't have an awful voice no she just she can sing it just just, that was just oh but that's that's really that's enough on that If, if you haven't seen it people just get on the twitter or on some social media platform and if you search Fergie, it's probably trending. Cringe. Just cringe your life no, away. No, wait. I have one more thing to add. Did you see the video of, like, the 
players like reacting <laughs> like Steph Curry all of them are just like like dying I, I thought that part was hilarious because it's one of those things where you're like they don't want to be disrespectful but they're like damn listen we could have kneeled but this happened instead and I think God is just always looking out so that's all that I'm gonna say about that <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think uh um, we also, um, we all got to see Black China. I thought you were going to say Black Panther. And I was like, yeah, word, I yes, it. I was like, not the word I thought was going to follow Black. You said China. Yeah. Sorry. One is, one is for the culture. The other one is like mildly against it. I just, it was mm, did, like, I didn't need that in my life. Just, we can gloss over that one. Just figure we just, should like, acknowledge it. I just saw it on accident and I don't know. I had to go wash my eyes out. But didn't like, see it, heard about it. That's enough. Yeah. I don't know. I feel bad for her. I, <laughs> I scrolled past it. Like I was like, oh, that's what everyone was talking about. Let's <laughs> keep it moving. <laughs> I literally was just like, click the trending topic and it was the first video that popped up and it was like already happening so like all you see is like head and mouth oh. and i'm like uh uh and then i couldn't look away fast enough you, you really can't, can't. Look I was away. Like, wait is this real and then because you have to like confirm identity so you have to like look her in the eyes but she's busy and then <laughs> it was traumatizing but you know stop shaming my girl black she is just trying to make enough money to feed both of her children and girl stop letting niggas record you like stop <laughs> or if they do make them sign something you got money girl you have the coin she's gonna end up on the crossover <laughs> crossover oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway moving past that um so black panther did happen and obviously there was a whole cheat day on that um, and I know that my whole white two cents don't mean a whole lot, but I'm going to drop two cents. I was going to say, I would like to hear your opinion. Um, it was fun because I couldn't even listen to our own show until after I saw it. But it was <laughs> to all my fellow whites out there. Um, definitely just go fucking see it if you haven't already. It is truly an incredible film. All hype and historical significance aside, it's just a bomb ass movie. My favorite part of it personally was just the overwhelming awesomeness of like the, the, the female characters that were driving a lot of the mm. film, in my opinion. Um, yeah. And I don't want to like drop a whole lot of spoilers and stuff, even though I know we did in the in the cheat day. But basically, um, all three of like the of a lot of the central female characters. So in this case, um, Denai, Lupita's characters, and is it Leticia or Leticia? Leticia. Leticia. Cool. Didn't want to fuck that up. But they all just were so like m- complex characters. They had so many like great moments. Um, Shuri, who is the character played by Leticia, was so like hilarious, but also stunning and strong and intelligent and just i thought every scene she was in she stole she was my favorite that's like my main my little bit there but once twice and several more times yeah no matter no. your your situation and your identity it's just a great film and there's a reason that it's getting all the hype 
if you want the full DSM uh, review of Black Panther, definitely check out our cheat day. We had our first guest on the show. It was lit. I think we had a good time reviewing it. I saw it for a second time a couple of days ago, and it was just as good the second time. There was like more happening. So Black Panther is here to stay. It's now what the second highest grossing film for an opening weekend right behind um, The Force Awakens. So we're living. We're thriving. Ryan Coogler. Can't wait to see what you do next. Yeah, watch his like um, scene breakdown. Um, I forget mm, what Shadow um, Act magazine he did it for. Yeah, okay. So um, definitely watch his scene breakdown of the fight scene in the casino. Um, he was just like talking about like, oh, like um, femininity used as a weapon and like um, the color blue represents colonization. There's like color story there. Like all these like very intricate details that like, I'm going to be in that fucking movie taking notes next time, like trying to put together the pieces. So I've already seen it twice. Going to go see it again, probably this weekend. I have nothing else to do. Also nothing better to do because it's the best thing I could do. So just saying, I like, we could probably do another cheat day on it, but like, we'll spare you. Yeah, that's so real. Last thing I'm going to say is uh, Lupita's dress in that scene is freaking 3D printed, which is... Is that the Korean club? Yes, that's my favorite fucking scene in the movie. Her dress Everyone, is 3D printed, uh, which is insane. Like, if you know anything about 3D printing, like, that's crazy. So that's fucking wild. Yeah, I'm about it. Um, uh, relatedly, someone today was like tweeting about uh, Michael B. Jordan. Oh. <laughs> And they were like, um, all you all you bitches are standing for Michael B. Jordan. You told us that like being a five nine adult man that loves anime and lives with his parents is unacceptable. And he like responded and is like, first of all, I'm six feet and they live with me. <laughs> Put some respect on my name. And Goku and Naruto are real ones. And I'm just sitting here like, oh, I okay, so Sailor Moon used to be my shit. Bitch. I grew up on Dragon Ball. Sailor Moon, come on, preschool me. I <laughs> I used to like draw I used to literally draw them. Um, I used to stay up all night watching like Samurai Shampoo and Cowboy Bebop when I didn't have any business being up watching like Toonami. And I'm just like, listen, MBJ, if you want to watch some anime, call me. You can be Bay, okay? My <laughs> We can make this work. Aj, I really think that beyond our like symbiotic relationship uh, with each other and musical random shit. I think we would have been good, like weird friends as children, nerd things like that's, I think was one of the first signs I was a little homo um, was me in the backseat of like the car on the way to preschool, just like bop into Sailor Moon theme song, like daylight, like literally singing it, just like (laughs) fist pump in the back. And I was like, okay, sweetie, get out of the car. We're here. So I only have like two things to add to the haps. And then I think we can like get the show on the road. Literally. Um, the first one is, um, (sighs) dedicated to the man who I always try to leave behind, but somehow just pulls me back in for the last like 10 plus years of my life. And that is Aubrey Drake Graham. Um, he, he, that, okay. I am not a crier. I don't believe in crying, but that God's plan video, like had your girl feeling something happening in the eyeball area. That was just so beautiful. And he's just such a sweetheart. I think that's what I love about him the most. Like when he does these cute little nice things and I'm like, Oh, we could be together if we just were better. But, um, that was 
really good. I don't know if y'all have comments, but like that touched my heart. Every time I try to leave, something keeps pulling me back and it's Drake's beautiful heart. On a more serious note, the only other thing is um, all thoughts and prayers and everything going out to the teens in Parkland. Uh, at uh, I think it's called Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, um, which I think the story mm-hmm. is about a week out now, but 17 people lost their lives in that school um, when one of their classmates came in and decided to... He was going to end a couple lives that day, but I think the brighter part of that story is like the work that these kids have now been doing since then, and they're just calling everyone at like the fact that these 14 to 17 year olds are calling out senators and the president and they are making things happen and they are calling out the NRA and they are like doing work. And so... I don't know. I'm just inspired by these kids, I think, personally, because at 14, 15, 16, 17, I was, did not have the goal to do this kind of activism. And so what they're doing now is so inspirational. The young woman whose name is slipping my mind right now, but she has like the dope ass shaved head and like made the speech and is like... And all of all of them, they called out Marco Rubio on CNN the other night um, when they did that town hall, and they are just like kicking ass and taking names. So these kids are all going to be eligible to run for office soon, and I think that we should give them all the support that we can. One hundred percent agree. It's just like looking at my own activism. I feel like like it doesn't it pales in comparison to theirs, especially considering how much they've been through. And they're just like, we're going to channel this into something positive and like actually try and make change. And it like gives me hope for future generations that like maybe one day we won't live in a country with like 18 school shootings within the first two months of the year. Like that would be a pretty dope place to live. And those kids are fucking badass. So shout out to y'all. Retweet all that. I believe the name of the young um, lady or femme identifying person that we were talking about was Emma Gonzalez, if I'm not mistaken. That is Um, correct. But yeah, retweet all those sentiments. Uh, I I don't think there's anything else I can really like say on it other than fuck some of the ridiculousness that's like being said from like the political and conservative spectrum on that. But that's like a whole other Oh, different podcast. I just don't feel like doing it right now. Yeah, just because (laughs) the kid is calling you out on your shit doesn't mean they're a crisis actor. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's despicable. But on that note, um, y'all give us hope and shout out to y'all. So let's take a quick break. This week's episode of Diet Starts Monday was brought to you by that awkward moment on Tinder when you swipe and match with somebody that you actually know in real life, kind of because you just wanted to see what they would do. But then you're also sort of wondering deep down, like, what does this mean? All right, you crazy kids and you cool cats, we're back. And um, I think I think Aj is here to bless us with the topic of the bye week so Ash, what you got for us girl oh so we're gonna have some fun today um we're going to tackle some controversial topics in dating um we'll try to keep it brief um we will limit our responses to two minutes no i'm kidding <laughs> um, we never limit our responses so um but I'm just going to dive in with some like 
things that probably make some people uncomfortable. (laughs) I can't wait to cringe. (laughs) First question first. Um, Do you have a preference or are you just racist? Let's just start there. Um, I feel like a lot of the time uh, people just like, they do this thing where they're just like, oh, like, you know, I just like the way certain people look or like, oh, I just like have always wanted my kids to look like me. Um, But skin color totally doesn't matter to me. And it's like, okay, well, I understand that you're going to find certain things beautiful or like you have certain things that you're attracted to, but maybe you should like take a little bit of time to analyze like whether or not those things are influenced by white standards of beauty. I mean, that's just my take on it. But, you know, other than that, I guess like there are also people who are like, have preferences maybe because they want a certain cultural or religious understanding. Those things, I feel like I'm a little bit more, um, like I understand a little, like, because it's based on like the content of your character or your beliefs or things that you aren't willing to compromise on. But, um, you know, as far as like your preference and how people look, like, what are your thoughts on that? Y'all like, do you think someone can like just generally have a preference for a certain type of like certain looking person or like is that most likely influenced by something that they aren't analyzing i think that you kind of pretty much hit the nail on the head um with what i was thinking when you immediately posed this question which is if you have this like quote unquote, like preference or whatever that might be for some sort of like uh, race, ethnicity, um, body type, any, I guess, anything within there. I think it's important to like step back from that and critically examine or think about like, well, why is it that I feel that way? Um, Something that comes to mind for me is even on like dating apps these days. So for example, I am, I am a self-proclaimed like Tinder queen or something. Sure. But <laughs> we, if you don't know how that app works, um, you are presented with a, like a picture and a profile of people and you can swipe through to see other pictures should they choose to include them. Um, but you have the option of reading more about them, or you can even just play it as like a yay, nay game, like swipe left, swipe right, either yes or no. And it could come down to like, kind of like a really quick, what you might call like a shallow assessment of somebody, mm-hmm. but I mean, this is even something that when I was going through and just like kind of sometimes you're just bored and like swiping through or this, this or that. Um, And I would come to like a profile of somebody and my first instinct would be to go, you know, like one way or the other. And I kind of have to like pause for a minute and be like, why am I being so hasty in this judgment of someone that's like not right in front of me? To an extent, the whole point of the app is to kind of be like, "Eh," it's like part of the fun of it. But also there are some times when it's like, well, is the context of this picture like this person wearing something in particular that um, to them presents to me as like more feminine or more masculine, at least within like the gay community, I know is a big thing like femme or mask for mask and all this bullshit, Um, which if you're not hip to, there's this idea and like a little bit of like internalized homophobia where gay men want to be with a man who's like straight acting or like straight passing or this sort of shit, which is all sorts of like other internalized bullshit to unpack. (laughs) But it is important to like kind of examine that. And I, upon like kind of going through that and thinking about that, even when I'm just like going through an app, an app or something like that, um, I've met some really dope people that maybe I wouldn't have immediately like uh, said yes to, or this is, or that by kind of like pausing on myself and being like, 
are you being just like homophobic or having some sort of weird internalized bullshit about it? Um, so it's definitely, I think, a weird line to walk. But I think it's really important to analyze, like you said, or think about the reasons and the underlying reasons why you might feel inclined from the jump um, about the way a person presents themselves or looks or what that is. Those are a lot of words. Hope that made some sense. Yeah, no, it's like, like, obviously, when I think of this topic, I always like jump to the statistics that are just like, black women do the worst on dating apps. Congrats. And I'm like, great. And is it like, even amongst black men, I think we get like the fewest number of swipes, quote unquote, I guess. Um, and that's like per OkCupid, I think, as well as Tinder, possibly. I don't know. But I, I'm like, why is that? Is it because of like the stereotypes about black women? Like, is it, a you know, is it about, you know, the actual way that we look like what, like what exactly is it? Um, and I just, I don't know, I guess I like think about those things. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, you know, preference, maybe racism more likely. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, I think a lot of what you guys said, it like rings very true. Like I think we good, to Aja's point, uh, black women or women of color, but specifically black women on apps, I can probably agree with the fact that they do probably get the least amount of swipes, but I feel like they're also a very small population of the people on dating apps. I don't have the numbers behind that, so I can't be 100% sure behind it, but I don't know. I think you can have preference without being a full-blown racist, but a lot of what people mask as preference is actually just racism trying to rear its ugly head or whatever ism, like whether it's like ageism or sizeism. I don't know if that's an actual ism, but I feel like you can add ism to a lot of things and it sort of works. But um, yeah, sort of exploring where all of that sort of came from, I think is more important than being like, I don't date Asians, but like, why do you not date Asians? Is it because you like have some sort of internalized bias against Asian people, or maybe that's just like you didn't meet an Asian person until whatever point in your life. And so you never actually considered them in your dating pool. I think that it would be silly to be closed minded to the possibility that there could be someone out there for you that maybe falls outside of what you envisioned yourself with um, and just close the door to any of those possibilities. Um, but yeah, I think ultimately if you have this like quote unquote preference or whatever that is, like I'm trying to think of like the best way to put this, but like one critically examine where that might come from, but also like, I just don't understand how you could rule out an entire like category, so to speak of, of human beings and say like, yeah, out of all of those that there's no way I could possibly find like one of them compatible or like attractive to me. Like that just doesn't make any sense. So just being open-minded. And I think the other, the other preference, I guess that like, especially drives me nuts as a black woman um, is like when black men are just like, Oh, but I, prefer you know x y and z uh, like someone who's a little more exotic or oh i like i only like white girls because black women are too difficult like uh, and again controversial question am i difficult or do i just not put up with your shit just saying um but it's just i don't know it's 
it's just exhausting, especially there. Cause I'm just like, how would you somehow X out a preference of like the, the someone who looks exactly like the woman who raised you? Like, I, I don't get it. The self-hate um, is real. But I don't know. Yeah. It's, 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 so again, it's not, we're not even just like looking at this as like a, oh, then if you, you know, like if you have a preference for anyone other than black women, you're like a huge racist. It's like, no, like obviously like, I mean, a black man probably isn't racist, but maybe has some internalized racism. So it's like not trying to like call anybody like, you know, a racist or like a, like get all extreme, you know, here, but it's just like, like Brandon said, like maybe examining like possibly where those biases come from. Um, and I'm sure I have some of my own. So like completely not excluding myself from this pool. It's just interesting to hear when you're usually on the receiving end of that. But, uh, all right. On to the next topic then. Um, well, (laughs) controversial topic, uh, as a millennial dating, in our twenties, all of us, you know, single gals, yeah, <laughs> trying to navigate this uh, crazy playing field that is love or whatever. Um, my question for like everyone is just like, can I get some clarity? So is the greater question literally? Is it like the situationship <laughs> situation? Like, uh, yeah, y'all like, know how I love a situationship. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, Brandon as like being pro situationship. I'm interested to hear your thoughts, but like, also like, I'm not anti-situationship. I'd just like to clarify whatever that situation is, you know? Okay. As someone who finds themselves frequently in a situationship, I would define a situationship as that nice little in between of like, yeah, we've gone on a couple dates, but like nobody's asking any big questions and sometimes maybe we snuggle and there's, but we're at a point where there's like kind of a fork in the road and either we can, it's a, it's a, it's a three pronged fork is what I'm going to say. One of those prongs is, you know, somebody can, can ask that question. What are we? And then we can try and define or like label this or progress to some next level of, uh, of romanticness or involvement. Um, the middle prong would just be like carrying on, uh, as is no questions asked. And the third prong would be someone just stops answering and then falls off the face of the earth. Yes. Uh, that is my favorite prong of the fourth. Ghosting. Queen of the ghost. Um, so that's like the different ways it can go. Um, in my opinion for a situation ship, <laughs> and I feel like I find myself there all the time um, for the last like three to four years. Um, turn up for that. Maya, have you been in any, have you been in what you would consider a situation ship? Um, no, only because it, uh, I don't know how to answer this question without sounding like uh, a kunt. So <laughs> speak on it. Um, I don't know. I think I'm, very meh when it comes to straight men because they annoy the hell out of me and so I'm always just like not having the time for them ever but of course you know biology says uh I have to find the time so um I'm always very like oh I hate biology it's my worst subject but anyways it's 
I think I'm always like, oh, like, hey, you have a pretty face. And then, like, if you're lucky, the, like, pretty face is matched with, like, a nice attitude and, like, a good personality, which is, like, never the case. But when it is, you're like, oh, okay, like, what's the haps? And then eventually they're the worst. Or the pretty face is, like, matched, like, a really bad personality. And you're like, oh, perfect. Like, I just have to look at you and not actually care about your feelings whatsoever. And then, like, that will run its course and then it'll be over. But, like, on the rare occasion that the pretty face and the good attitude are, like, met with, like, ambition and, like, love for his mama, you, like, have to marry that guy. And so then it's like, okay, like, let's work on this. I don't think that person exists in my life yet. So, you know, praise be. I also don't think any of this really answered your question, Oz. I think Brandon and I just basically said that we don't know how to date in more or less words. Uh, Or at least, I don't know. Brandon is a good dater. I'm not a good dater because I just get bored and I'm like, I have to go. Bye. And then I ghost people. I love blocking people's numbers. I love not responding to texts. It's like one of my worst qualities in the entire world. But I'm learning to live with myself. So I did not answer your question at all but i did now inform the world that i suck so call me (laughs) i think that you are great um and that's why i will continue to be your white boyfriend you're my literally my favorite white boyfriend that i've ever i feel like even though maya and i went on mad tangents we were originally talking about like being straightforward was that kind of the point right i mean at least in this last one because i have another thought on that yeah as someone who has their venus in aries and i said venus with a v all you pervets out there um the way that i interpret that is i'm someone who's pretty like straightforward to the point when it comes to romantic endeavors so like i am over the idea of like playing cat and mouse and like, oh my god, I texted you to him one hour ago and he saw it and didn't say anything. Blah! So for me, it's like, yes, I will quadruple text you. If I want to see you or I want to like establish the next steps, hunty, I will tell you and we will hang out. Or we won't, or you'll pick that other prong and you'll just fall off the earth. Um, but I don't have time to like think about and like dwell on whether you care to see me again or not. Oh, but Brandon, like so these situations that's are that's my ministry. These situations I feel like are very straightforward for you as a gay man, ironically. Um, because like you like there is no gender role to be enforced there, you know? I mean like I'm sure they like can somewhat influence kind of like what goes down. But like, obviously when like you have two like people who I guess are like clearly gender identifying or whatever, it's like, there's like two very distinct roles that are supposed to happen. And then you end up playing this, like, Oh, I don't want to be too aggressive, but you know, like also I'm a modern woman. I can do this. Like, and then it's just like, I'm tired of the whole thing. I'm like not into it right now. Um, But like, it's just like, it just gets old, you know, because like trying to play this balance of like being like a pursuable woman, but also like, a, you know, a, I don't know, like someone who's not too passive and isn't like, like, I'm not just going to like wait for a guy to like, you know, call me on the phone or whatever. It's like you like have to care, but you don't have to like, you can't care too much. I don't know. I feel like we like end up playing this game where it's like whoever cares the least wins. 
And it's so That's stupid. why it's all stupid as hell. Yeah. Because gender is fucking dumb. And honestly, even fucking gay men are, and bi men and just whoever, everyone's fucking stupid. <laughs> because they're all playing games. And they're all just like, oh my gosh, I'm so worried about how I'm going to be perceived. And it's, you know, it's easier said than yeah, for sure. Um, to be like, I don't really care what this person thinks. Um, and then me being like the person who's in my feelings that I am, I'll like say, I'll talk all this shit right now. And then I'll call you all tomorrow and be like, oh my God. just embrace my version of the um, modern aggressive women. And that's only be-, be single like savage yeah, but then be modernly aggressive between the hours of midnight and 4 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, oh, yeah. <laughs> y'all! If you all catch, if you are ever out about and you catch Maya like six drinks deep, <laughs> and she's just like, "Should I text him?" <laughs> uh, answer: No. Does she? Yes. <laughs> See diary page sure one hundred eighty-four. It's fine. But that's a story. That's for a story day. for never. Um, We're trying to progress oh, as fair. as a woman. I'm trying to be better, so I'm trying to do the sisters proud. <laughs> also, just like all at the risk of sounding like, I mean, I feel like I already sound like I'm a part of the bitter bitch club. Promise, I'm not bitter. Just curious, um, but like, I like it's also just like sometimes like, and this might sound, I guess, like a little like self-aggrandizing maybe, or I don't know if that's the right word, but it casual always seems to escape me. It's like, I've never been in like a situation where it's just like, Oh, I'm seeing this person. We enjoy spending time together. And like, you know, it could end up being something it could not. It's always like, this is my friend or this is my boyfriend. And like, I don't know what it is, but like, I've never done the fun middle ground thing where I don't, I'm not obligated to like spend time with you 24 seven, but also like, I don't know. I'm not just like, we're not just friends. You I know? feel like it's because it's not actually fun and everyone like has on the facade of funness, but then someone eventually starts feeling more feelings and then it's like, oh, this is only fun for one person now, which means it's no longer going to be fun for anyone because the person who's not having fun anymore is going to like be like, meh. And then the person who is having fun is going to be like, ugh. And then everyone's sad. Um, also, I really would like to know where I submit my application for the Bitter Bitch Club. Uh, <laughs> Founding member. You need to have a recommendation letter. I got you, from a current member. I got you. I'll write you one. Thanks, y'all. Thank you so much for being my sponsors. Uh, this is, we just sound sad. <laughs> <laughs> so we sound so depressed. Okay, but like. <laughs> We're not. We're in our twins. It's fine. <laughs> You're so right. And I'm just sitting here. I'm like, wow, I will never get a date again after this episode, but fuck it. I don't care anymore. Like, because I know all you bitches out there listening, <laughs> all 20 of you, all five of you. Hey, stop. No, there's hundreds and thousands. <laughs> Did you wait? Fun fact, everyone pause. Did you know that in like, I feel like it's England and maybe New Zealand that they call sprinkles hundreds and thousands. Oh my gosh. Anyway, <laughs> oh carry on. Fun God. fact of the day. That was a Snapple ass fact. That okay. was a Snapple fact. I, I enjoyed it. it though. Can we, can we make that a segment? Brandon Snapple fact? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no promises, <laughs> but okay. But yeah, it's just like, oh you don't like, I mean, you, the reason why I feel so comfortable, I guess, being so honest about this topic is because I'm like somebody out there can relate, if not all of you. So don't lie to yourselves. Um, but I guess on to the next, maybe like final topic. Um, and like, Brandon, feel free to throw your like 
thoughts in there, even though I'm right. you, know, you are. Is it black women specific? Oh, it's or straight people specific. It's just women, well, straight women specific. I guess. Come yeah. on, come on, women. Yeah, and yeah, I'm a feminist. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm just like I like I've been seeing all this stuff about like I remember like when like I think it was like Sierra tweeted, and basically there's just like this overarching idea that women have to be like fully actualized human beings before being deserving of a man, but like men are allowed to just kind of fuck around into their thirties, and it's I. <laughs> Who made that rule? Like, I'm just like, why can't I have my freedom until whenever the fuck I want and not have my grandma on my back about having babies and just live my best life? And, you know, that like, why is that a thing? But like men are allowed to like frolic and do whatever the fuck they want and like, you know, drink until they black out and, you know, throw up in the back of cabs until they're in their 30s. Just wondering. Uh, I just not to play devil's advocate, but back when that whole Sierra thing was happening, I was just not offended by what she said at all. And I think it's because I interpreted it differently. But how I, at least I took it, was that women, when they get to like the stage of knowing that they're like ready to settle down or whatever, like they get there a lot sooner than men, first of all. And second of all, like... I don't think they intentionally become fully actualized human beings. It's like something that just like naturally happens. And so they're like, oh, like here I am and I'm ready to take on this next stage of my life, whether that's like at 26 or at 35 or at 42. Like the whole societal pressure thing is real. And yes, mom wants to see her grandbabies and whatever. But and I forgot the other thing you said. I don't know. I just don't think I was offended. I like can't remember what that video said now. It was like the whole level up thing. But I think a lot of people, it's one of those things where I think people probably agreed with the message, but didn't like the messenger because like people love hating on Sierra and her happiness at this point of her life. They're like, oh, bitch found a nice Christian man. And now she thinks she all that. And like granted, Sierra says some stupid shit sometimes. And so whatever. But I'm trying to let her live in her bliss with um, her new baby, who is cute as hell, by the way, and looks just like her daddy. But um, I don't know. And I don't think hurt. I was offended. So I have to like go back and look at what she actually said. And maybe I'll get offended. But I did. I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't particularly offended because uh, the underlying message I feel like is just like, don't go into a relationship with like all this extra baggage and nonsense, kind of like carrying all of your past, like with you, which I totally dig. It's just, why is that only applicable for some reason to women? Because I think it should also be applicable to men. Like I'm not yeah, against no, it. I agree with I that. Like, I think men aren't held as responsible to it. And that's why when like they, are in a whatever and then they're like have all these demons crawling up and then they're like oh, oh i don't know what to do with my emotions and we're like okay bye don't have time for you but um i think if both people entered said ship that exact same way there'd be a lot less divorce in the world i don't know i think you like you said men and women are not held to the same expectations when it comes to entering the dating realm and the whole like prepping for marriage thing but all i can say is like if you're with a if you're a dude with a dude if you're a chick with a dude if you're a whatever with a whatever and that other person is not bringing that same energy then you need to take a step back and assess and be like do i want to keep moving forward with this is this like a mission that i want to take on or do i need to step away and maybe like go do my own thing and spoiler alert the answer is usually b you need to step away because don't let these people drain your energy you know what 
I guess. Oh, sorry, oh, gosh. I was just like, I, I can 100, I like feel good <laughs> agreeing with everything you just said. No, you know why, Ash? Because don't let them drain you, your energy. Uh-uh, girl. I told you, you said this quote and I wrote it down and it is now coming back into existence. We were talking about something. I think it's when, I don't know what the hell we were doing, but you said uh, women are too busy focusing on men's potential and not their reality. And that is the problem. We need to take, stop being in hoo-ha land and thinking about what this person could be and realize what they actually are. And is that something that you want to deal with? Because if it's not, you don't have to. Like you don't, we are, we 20 something year olds. Uh, Most of us don't have children. We do not have spouses. We just have a handful of bills to pay and that's about it. You don't need to be bringing all this extra freaking damage and uh, I can't think of the word I want to say, drama into your life. Why? You are but so young. There are people out here with real problems and your relationship with David and his like whatever is not, it's not what you need to be focused on right now. Your life is too short for you to be worried about one person when you could be worried, half worried about five and be enjoying yourself as my mother would put it. The ironic part about that is I said that because I've totally been in that position um, and not calling out women so much as I was calling out myself. <laughs> but yeah, no, I I think that's like a big part of the problem, too, is it's like you kind of get trained to just deal with whatever he comes with instead of like demanding what, or not even demanding, because I feel like demanding is such a strong word, but, you know, not settling for whatever it is he's willing yes. to bring. Woo, girl, you know? I think you just like sparked something in me because here's the thing. Dudes are not focused on your potential. They're focused on what they see in front of them, which is why a lot of these guys will be like with you for a minute and then find a new fresher model and then leave you in a hot second. And like, I'm not here to bash on men. I feel like that's what it sounds like I'm doing right now, but I feel like I can speak from a very objective or is it subjective? I don't really know place because this is just what the reality is. Like you see it time and time again, where women will put all their energy and their time. This is freaking Angela Bassett and waiting to exhale. She put all her time and her energy and her youth into that man. What did he do? He left it for her freak, his freaking secretary. So what you do, she burned all his shit. We burning shit out here, dudes. Okay. You're not ready. Your shit is flammable. Your Jordans, your PlayStation, your Wii, all that stuff is flammable and we will burn it up. Your girl was a pyromaniac as a child. I'm not afraid of the fire. Okay. That is not directed at particular. That is just like an overarching middle finger to all the shitty men in the world. And to you good men, call us. Yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> I look a lot better with all the bitter off my face. Woo. Okay. Um, yeah, so I guess in summary, uh, <laughs> dating is hard. The three of us aren't that good at it. So catch us in 10 years on this podcast still talking about why we hate men. In the meantime and in between time, we need to take a break to go cool down because i feel like we're all a little heated right now so we will be back today's episode is also brought to you by mason jars need something to squeeze your leftovers into looking to make bougie but rustic drinks look no further mason jars are the versatile yet basic solution to all your random storage needs mason jars get you one and we are back in action welcome back y'all we're your three favorite southern bales 
Anywho. <laughs> I can't with you. <laughs> That's it. Um, all right. So we are getting to, you know, some of our favorite segments of the week. And Maya has something special for you in store. And that is going to be that ass of the week. Maya, take us away. Okay. Um, this was like... I had the same struggle that Aj had last week where I did not want to give the ass to a white person during Black History Month for just like moral reasons. And so I had one that was lined up, but he was white. So saving that for the next, 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 next show. So then my next natural ass um, goes to a young man by the name of Winston Duke. Amen. You might know as a King Mbaku. Of the Jabadi tribe. Um, yeah, I don't, I like, I think we can just do this really quickly. He is so, 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 so fine. He's just such a handsome man. And he was in Black Panther for anyone who hasn't caught on yet. But um, another breakout star, another hella hilarious moments in the entire movie. And I looked him up like on Wikipedia. This was the like second film he's ever been in and he was like in a like maybe three or four shows as like an extra a couple of times so like this is really like a huge breakout for him quality follow on instagram quality face um so yeah he is my um my ass winston duke i love you call me he's thick he dresses nice and he has a cool article in gq that you should check yes. out that's my only comments i just bought him yes. on the gram um and last but not least it is time for one of my favorite uh paces segments uh bits of the episode and that is the bop the bop of the week but a hip hop and a bop and you don't stop bop um and i actually had the pleasure of picking that this week so i was just telling um my my co-hostresses that I was really torn because, as y'all probably know already, the Black Panther soundtrack is amazing in Epic. and of itself. Shout out to Kendrick for pulling a lot of the artists together. And I was going to go with a song on there at first. But the day of this recording, something magical happened. Um, and that magical thing happens to come from, you know, one of our favorites, um, pop, R&B, jazz, rock, genre fusing Android Queens, otherwise known as Janelle Monet. Um, and she just released two songs and music videos from her upcoming album, Dirty Computer, uh, on this day. Uh, but you'll be hearing this a little bit after those come out. But the song that I have chosen is Make Me Feel. It is like it's grooving from start to finish. Watch the video and the song. Like if this is your first time hearing this, just like Google it and YouTube it um, because you should watch the visual and hear the song together the first time. There are some awesome like queer vibes happening a little bit of like a not even a little bit like an explicit head nod towards like bisexuality and like dopeness and our girl tessa is in it um the video the visual is amazing janelle looks so good she sounds so good and there's like some princish vibes going on um but overall she's released the cover art and uh release for late april for this album and it has just gotten me very, very excited. So that song is Make Me Feel by Janelle Monet. Um, I know, have both yes. of you listened to it already? Listen to it. Well, of course, sis. Live and con- 
Congrats, Janelle, on a two-episode run uh, because you were True. also last episodes behind. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow, a deserving queen, that. honestly. Like, y'all yeah. know I have strong feelings for both Tessa and Janelle. So just, like, I... I know, I know you guys are, I know, first of all, I know you two are listening and I know y'all are a couple. So just stop pretending and just come out with it because the world needs it right now. What the world needs now is love, sweet black love. And you can give that to us. Yes. Uh, And going out with, let's just take it out with sweet black love. Uh, And this is a little bit of Make Me Feel by Janelle Monet. That's just the way you make me feel. That's just the way you make me feel Uh-huh So good, so good, so fucking real Uh-huh That's just the way you make me feel That's just the way you make me feel Yeah, that song is definitely like Some type of homage to the Prince 80 Disco-y vibes And I'm here for it I'm here for Janelle She deserves all, all the awards So Excellent choice, Brandon and that somehow brings us to the end of another jam-packed episode of Diet Starts Monday. Thank you all for tuning in week after week. Like your loyalty is felt and it's real and we appreciate it. Um <laughs> So as always, you can find us in the podcast app on your Apple iPhone. But if you don't have one of those, we are also on SoundCloud at Diet Starts Monday Podcast. Make sure you subscribe, rate, comment. Tell us if you love us. Tell us if you hate us. We can take it. We have thick skin. We can just cry about it um, in the privacy of our bedrooms. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DSM Pod or on Facebook at Diet Starts Monday Podcast. And of course, you can always email us. I actually haven't checked the email recently, so maybe you have emailed us. But if you haven't and you forgot what the link is, it's Diet Starts Monday Podcast at gmail.com. And as always, y'all, I'm Maya. I'm Aj. And I'm Brandon. And this has been another Diet Starts Monday production. Bye. Peace. Bye. I blow a kiss. Beso. So much Spanish this week. This week's episode of Die Starts Monday was produced and edited by Ajane Trust with production support from the entire DSM squad, including M. Dowie and B. Shat. Our theme song was written and performed by Brandon Shat and approved by Queen B. You can find episodes of this show on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud, and you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DSM Pod or on Facebook at Die Starts Monday Podcast.